You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Sometimes we need to tell ourselves, stop bringing about shit. Exactly. Because, like, exactly. Really, like, we, you know, we will, we are so good at it, like, mm-hmm. with other people. We will be con- conscientious of, like, I'm not going to bring that up because that's in the mm-hmm. past. But here's the thing, too. We bring up old shit. You can go ahead and give me one. Oh, we bring on, it up. This, hold on. Then, since we're having one at the same time, this will be quick. Okay. We'll bring that up, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't bring it up in the right context. We never bring it up in the right context. Times to like <laughs> we bring it up in this false reality that we created. Because if we go back and we were to actually replay the situation, it didn't happen the way that we Wait. may perceive that it happened. Yep. One. You are tuned into the MDI 2.0 podcast with Clifton Petty John and Michael Andrew Weston. Sit back, relax, turn the volume all the way up, and enjoy today's episode. How do I know when it's recording? You don't. Okay. Stop, I'm being serious, man. <clears throat> Hello. My name is Mr. <laughs> I always suck with these intros. Here we go. I was glad when they said unto us. No, no, we're not on the podcast. Yes, we are. That's the no, this is yeah, not. No, dude, dude. Come on now, dude. Now, now you're just being a little no, extra. No, you sir. are being a bit too much with these. Oh, my no, God. Man, like, really? Like, yes, sir. Oh, my God. Yes, and you were waiting for that, too. You were sitting over no, there. No, I wasn't. He's going to say something about the church. Will he say something about the church? Oh, yeah. it's a good shot. Yeah. That's a Michael Wesson one. I got it out the shot. That's not enough. Yes, sir. Mm. No, sir. <sighs> no, sir. Take that shot. Refresh it. No, sir. Take that shot. We can see what type of episode this is going to be already. I want to thank you for tuning in to the MDI 2.0 podcast. I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Peace. Mommy, 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 mommy.
That's a Sabbath speed right there. Come on now, Zion. Oh, my God. <laughs> are we ready? We're here. Where Are we here? We're recording. Are you sure we're recording? We're recording. You hit record. Mommy made me mess my ear, my knee. <laughs> wow. What's up, everybody? Listen, welcome back to the MDI 2.0 podcast. My name is Cliff. My name is Michael Andrew Weston. We're here today to talk about... Self-trust. Oh, man. Self-trust. Self-trust. Sometimes that seems like two words that don't even go together. Really? Oh, it feels like it, dogs. I deserve all trust. I mean, I've always trusted myself at all times for every reason. <laughs> okay. Well, being that he's had such a, an experience with this subject, I'm gonna leave out front of the ca- from in front of the camera and allow you to well, help no. us know I'm gonna how we you. get to that space. I'm gonna therapize you. <laughs> <laughs> because I think this chair leans back, you lean back, we're gonna be on the couch and I'll uh I'll therapize you. No, I'm just I did not know that it was just such an easy thing for you. Like how did you get to that space? Oh wait I, a minute, you didn't even have to get y'all there. Had to you get just there. born like that. I was born this way. Mm, speaks by you. Speaks volumes. I get it. Okay. Wow. wow. Mm. No, but seriously, you know, self-trust has not always been an easy thing for me. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's easy now. Mm. I think I've gotten more in a flow of self-trust the more I've understood the identity flow, the more I've understood who I am at core. I think it's helped me <clears throat> to really develop a better relationship with myself. And um, I'll say this to lead off in my thought that... I was brought up in an environment that you trusted people above yourself. And when you're taught that innately at root, who you are is evil, it's bad, it's no good, then it teaches you this pattern of behavior where you're constantly looking outside of you for something, for someone to tell you the answer, to give you the right path, etc. And it leaves you in a space often of confusion. And so, like, for me, the more I've gotten into this identity work that I do now, uh, it's really helped me to get clear on get clear on what it is that I think, what it is that I believe, what it is that I think I should do. And it's really helped me to navigate this thing, you know, called trust, self-trust. Now, I could go so many spaces from that, so many different spaces from that, but you hit the nail on the head where, you know, you're raised to trust external voices more than you trust yourself. And a lot of people get to a space where they're not able to recover from that because they were told to trust somebody yeah. who internally, even at a young age and internally, they felt a resistance to trust that person. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They ended up trusting that person. That person took advantage of that trust, and they have yet to rebound from that. Yeah, yeah. And that's so interesting because it just took me, you already know, it took me down a whole path of thought Mm -hmm. of of experiences that I've had. And um, to our first episode when we talked about uh, acceptance versus tolerance, Mm -hmm. you know, those environments where you are tolerated mm-hmm. are the spaces most that you are also told to trust. But it's hard to trust who doesn't really 
understand who you are, doesn't yeah. receive who you are in its fullness. And so you're learning to trust people who don't trust you. And so you're starting to develop a trust in what is not trustworthy. And mm. so it makes you also, when you have those kinds of reflections, it starts making you question your own trustworthiness. You go, Am I, can I be trusted? And I know that personally, I've like guarded people against me mm-hmm. in times past. And we, you, you kind of alluded to it, uh, alluded to it in the last episode, where you like you'll throw, put everything up front, and there's like some kind of self sabotage involved in that. But I've done that in my life. Is like I've done this thing where I try to get people not to trust me mm-hmm. because I didn't feel like I was trustworthy. So I'm like, I'll tell you all the bad stuff about myself mm-hmm. so that you know you can be guarded against me. Yeah, and you know where else we do that at in transitional moments in our lives. Yeah, like as we're going through yeah. uh, transitional moments and we are embracing what we know versus what we believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what we'll do is we will find ourselves in spaces where we will encourage people not to trust us because of the inner struggle that's going yeah. on within us yeah. where we're like, wait a minute, this I'm not sure of this. This shows lack of stability. This shows lack of consistency. This Ooh. shows lack of integrity. So I'm going to keep you at bay because I don't want you to trust me in this moment because I'm struggling with trusting myself. Yeah, and see, it. when the transition itself is a sign that you can be trusted because you were exactly. trusted. You trusted yourself enough to make this change. You trusted yourself enough to make this transition. And because of that, you're in this transition by virtue of mm-hmm. trusting what was in you. Mm-hmm. And so why would I tell somebody not to trust me when even though I don't have all the answers now, it is me who made this transition. And connecting that to what we were just talking about, okay? We're in the spaces where they tell us to trust somebody. Internally, there's a struggle there because everything in us is telling us not to trust that person. We trust that person. They violate that trust. Now that leads to us not trusting ourselves instead of realizing, I was aware of that. I was aware of that. So both of them are signs that you should trust yourself, but many times when we look at it in the whole scope of life, it ends up being what we use not to trust ourselves. Yeah. Because we'll tell ourselves, well, I shouldn't have trusted the person that told me to trust that person. Yes. See, <laughs> yeah, so this is such an interesting conversation because it makes me think about all the times that people have come to me and told me stuff. Trusting me with information. Nobody trusts me with anything. Hmm. I feel like you have to take shots for lying to you. I think I mentioned <laughs> we've, that. We've already established I th- I that. Think, no, I think we mentioned nope. that previously. No, nope. we mentioned it, but we established we were not going to do that. It's about lying and sexual. I lied too much on this podcast lying for us to do that. And sexual innuendos. We did say that. No, we said sexual innuendos. But here's the thing I'm starting to, we got to come up with something for you because. You did the sexual in the windows for me because I made up my mind that I'm going to be saved and not cuss. Okay. Well, I don't even curse, so there's that. So none of these really apply to me. This whole game's only for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll see. We yeah. will see. But go ahead. Yeah, I don't. Really, people don't really trust me. But go ahead. Oh, just have a shot of water at least. Because <laughs> nope. That's such a lie. That's such a lie. Can you continue? With and and since people don't trust you, don't ever expect me to talk to you ever again about anything. Anyway. But here's the thing about that. 
People just start telling me their business. So Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. But, you know, I, I was just saying, though, you know, I just thought about all the times that people came to me. And then I even, had, you know, I served in the pastoral role for several years. And so people, do, do not clip this. I swear for Lord. You pastored? Yes, sitting, sitting apostle. In a traditional church? Yes, sitting apostle. In a tradition, like a traditional. Yes, sitting apostle. You had traditional values? Apostle Betty John. Wow. Yes, wow, you learn something new about somebody every day. Wow. But you didn't just learn that. Pastor. You're just learning that? A... You're just learning that right now? Wow. Man. A man of God. A man of the cloth. My fellow constituent of the gospel. Huh? Flipping. The prognosticator of the gospel. Flipping. Huh? You're kind of provoking me to say horrible things. No, I, I not at say. all. I just you preach. You better preach. Preach, black man. I mean, I mean, I preach, I preach, I preach. That's what I'm trying to get you to do. <laughs> preach it. Right. Preach the word. Preach it. Can I finish my point? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and finish your point. I was saying something real good. <laughs> yeah, it was very anyway. good. It was. Um. But no, seriously, I was in a pastoral role where people trusted to come and talk to me and say things. And think about this, this whole time, I'm not trusting myself now. Mm. And so you're giving me this information. I'm holding this information in fear. Mm. And and let me tell you how deep um, this um, lack of self-trust went is that I would hold the information but always be on edge when I was around the people. Because I'm like, ooh, they mm. told me this. And I... I don't trust that I even know how to deal with them out with knowing the information. Uh. I, I didn't trust that I knew how to navigate the relationship, even though I had I literally had no judgment with the thing. The element in there that made me act weird around people was because I didn't trust, didn't trust myself. And so people were like, see you holding that against me. No, I'm not holding that against you. I'm holding it against myself. Against myself. Oh, man. And the thing is that you never some you you don't realize that it's against yourself until you have those like moments of clarity because you'll end up taking yourself in this space where you'll feel guilty for feeling like how you feel so then you'll start to overextend yourself or trying to overprove that you're not judging yes yes sir. Yes, yes, sir. Sir. yes sir yes sir so you be extending super grace you know, in, in, in various situations, but the more that you're extending that super grace in those situations, you aren't extending any grace to yourself. Yes, sir. And 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 to me, uh, it's so funny because I become overly, like, communicative. I become oh. overly affectionate. I become overly, like, affirming in situations mm. like that because affirming. it's just like. I did not like the way you did that. What did I say? I did not like what you did. Overly affirming. Affirming. <laughs> Overly affirming. Right? That, that, wow. We can have a whole conversation about that. But anyway. <laughs> go ahead. Look, then, go ahead. I'm about to have a drink. No, because you were, last episode, you had not one serious bone in your body. But right now, <laughs> you are on supercharged. This is a very important topic for you and me. You hit the mic. Save the people. If I mute the mic and cuss, does that count? Yes, it does. Oh. We, we've already established that. Yeah, I better be glad. Well, not y'all. You better be glad. 
Um, but yes, overly affirming. But yes, sure. all that, all that, overly, you know, your your people, and um, and so with that being said, you know, with that being said, it's like I didn't, I lost track of what was genuinely me in the process because Yikes. I didn't trust myself. You see what I'm saying? And so, like, I've had to step. I mean, in the last couple of years, I have had to step away from me being this overly mm. whatever you know person, so that I could return to what was true for me. Because sometimes you get so caught up in the in in that circle, that cycle of mistrust, right? Self mistrust, and di- is it mistrust, distrust, distrust? I don't know. What are the words? Distrust, self distrust. Yes, because mistrust is like placing your falsely placing mistrust. Trust. Distrust is not trust. Okay, cool. So in the cycle of of, of self distrust, and in in that cycle, you become something that you're not. Because you're constantly fighting against the authenticity of yourself because you don't trust it. And then when you show up, I always tell people, you're always, you're going to come to a crossroad in life where you and what you have created are going to come face to face. Yes, sir. And it's going to feel as if it's going to rock your entire world because every relationship that you have established is going to be affected by it. It's going to be affected by it. And a lot of times we put off those moments. We don't trust ourselves to go through that process with ourselves because we're thinking about how this is going to affect everybody else. And I'm not saying that you don't take that into consideration because that's a very sensitive situation, a very, very sensitive situation which is why I always encourage people, before you enter into any type of relationship, you do those self-evaluations of where you are. Because when you get to those spaces where it's going to become a major transition in your life because of those self-trust elements, it's going to rock everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to be sitting there and you're going to realize I'm outside of, inside of this relationship. And it you it's not that you don't care about the other people that are involved. It's not about you not loving them. It's not about any of that. It is about you now trusting yourself to do what's best for you. And do that leads to a whole nother thing of you have to trust that you know what's best for you. You do. You, you do. gotta trust that you know that. Mm. You gotta trust that knowing. Mm. And and to me, and I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. But to me, that's where belief starts to get sticky. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because belief also casts a shadow of doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that, I, that I've that i thought about and I've heard, I believe maybe, maybe I've heard it, or maybe it's just something that I've carried, is that faith necessitates doubt. Mm-hmm. Right? And wh- why am I saying that? Because of this, is that sometimes we get so caught in this cycle of Believing in what we can't see or what we can't know or what we can't, you know, wrap our minds around that it takes us out of that knowing and into Mm. the cycle of questioning Mm. and then into the cycle of doubt. And so the reason why I even talk about knowing as much as I do is because the knowing puts you in a place where you hold true to if it shows up is what I know. It doesn't mean that you won't know something different or something greater or something more expansive. But it does mean that you do know. And I think people think that knowing means that you have knowledge of everything, everything. 
at once. It's not that. I believe that in us is the knowledge of everything mm-hmm. because we are what is everything. We are the we're the makeup of what is everything. Absolutely. However, we can't recall everything because of the limitations of our mind. And so in the moment that we need information, that knowing recalls it to us. It brings it back to us. And that's the reason why that knowing is so important is that I don't have to have faith in who I am. I don't have to have belief in who I am. I believe in myself. No, I know who I I am. am. By virtue of me knowing who I am, I can trust who I am and what it decides. And that's the space that we have to get to, especially when it it comes to that self-trust because it's the belief or the belief belief systems that we have we either buy into, we adopt, you know, we embrace as our own that causes that conflict within us. That with that inner knowing is telling you, okay, you need this is what you need to do right now. But the belief system is telling you you don't need to trust that. Yeah. You need confirmation. Yeah. And you need confirmation from a trusted voice. And here's the thing about that. If you don't trust yourself, you will always trust the wrong voices. Hear me out. No, I'm with you. Hear me out. I'm with you. Now, here's the thing about when I say the wrong voices. That may be a known voice to others, but that does not mean that they are a known voice to you. They are only a known voice to what you are presenting at that moment, but they don't have a knowing of you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and here, here, here's the interesting thing that you, when you were talking about that, it just brought to my mind the fact that when you externalize those voices, mm-hmm. you're having to trust yourself to trust them. Yes. Yes. And so yes. why not trust the voice that comes to you automatically yep. when you're having to trust yourself to trust them? Yeah. Eliminating it, the middleman. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that we, we go, oh, I have a problem trusting myself. Yeah, when it comes to us, yeah, when it comes yeah. to information that comes to us, and I don't need confirmation for the things. I mean, I've had people say to me, I'm telling you, my fault. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had people say to me in times past, you know, oh, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. And you know of a particular situation where somebody did that to me oh, and, yeah. they had, and they had to come back to and me. They had to come and, back. Say, mm-hmm. and when they and, and I didn't say this to be whatever, I said to them, by the way, I don't, I'm not off put when people tell me that's yeah. not for me or mm-hmm. you're off. I said, I knew it was true when I said it because it came out of my mouth. Yeah. And that sounds like an arrogant statement, but I wasn't. I say what I know. Yeah. I say with certainty what I know. If I don't know with certainty, it comes out not as a statement, but as a question. Mm-hmm. And that's that self-trust that I'm talking about, knowing that because, I, because I'm navigating in a way where I'm trusting the inner knowing that's tied to my divinity, mm-hmm. and I don't even want to get there, yeah. but that's tied to my divinity, when I speak, I'm speaking what I know. Therefore, it rings true. Mm-hmm. If you identify with that the, at the point when I said it, apparently this individual did not identify with the information in the way that I gave it. Yes. yes. But circumstance, time, space, mm-hmm. brings it to a place where then that individual could identify with what I said. But I had to trust myself to say it. I didn't call, ask uh, him to say to me. I didn't ask him to to go, to go. Yes, I agree with you with, your, with what you're saying, and yes, what you're saying is right. I didn't need that confirmation. No, no. But also, he had to trust his inner knowing so much so that he says, "No, that doesn't apply to me." He right. trusted himself in yep. that, and I trusted yep. myself in that. Yep. But we found ourselves in a space where we were in agreement at some point. Absolutely. And disagreement, I'm saying that to say that disagreement or 
differentiation in opinions, perspectives, etc. does not mean that you're wrong or they're wrong Absolutely or that not. they don't know that you don't know. It means that you all are not in the same space of understanding as of yet. There it is. Or maybe never will never, you be. You may never come to that. However, you can trust yourself even in the face of disagreement or in the face of like differentiation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that gives a whole different perspective because a lot of times people believe that well, if, if I tell them I don't agree with them, then that means I'm calling them, you know, from the religious perspective, a false prophet or this, or, you know what I'm saying? Or just saying that they're wrong. Or just saying that they're off or they're wrong or they missed. But when you ex- allow your consciousness to be expanded like that, you understand that it's about time. It's about space. It's about all of those things that you need to take into consideration. Now, from that that whole conversation that we're having, how does one start to build or develop that self-trust? For me, mm-hmm. it was doing the things that I was uncomfortable with. Yeah. Right? When I made the decision to leave all that I knew, mm-hmm. all that was familiar to me for the majority of my life, when I decided to leave that, mm-hmm. and I did it without explanation. Yeah. I did it without... That was a level of self-knowing that I leaned into. It took me two years to get to the point where I owned it. Because I had the mindset, I'm running, mm-hmm. when the truth was I was choosing. Okay. <laughs> that'll, that'll preach right there. Well, you would know, Apostle. <laughs> That's so good, though. I, you had the mindset that you were running, but you actually were choosing. And you said something, too, that I think people have to get comfortable with as well, is that you left without explaining. Yeah. And I did the same thing, okay? Ooh, hold on real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to say this about this. Mm -hmm. And see, but see, you also, when you make a decision like that, you have to be aware of and ready to receive the consequences of The consequences of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to. Okay, go ahead. Well, good. Yeah, that's what I was going to because... I did the same thing, okay? I left, didn't give any explanation, but I knew I had to do it for me. You know what I'm saying? I knew that I had to do it for me. Now, here's the reality of it. I did carry the guilt of, you didn't explain to them. You just, it was like you just dropped them. You just did all of that. But it was a understanding. And I, I didn't have the language for it at the time, to be honest with you. Did not have the language for it. But it was just an understanding of if I don't go now, yeah, yep, I'm gonna die, dude. That is exactly the space I was in. Yeah, let me say this too: is that the reason why you can't explain as much as you feel like you know you may have felt like, man, I wish I would have done that differently. I wish mm-hmm. I could have done it differently. The thing is that the explanation would have just circled back into that. Oh that yeah, distrust. absolutely, absolutely. All you would have done is communicate to them. Yep. I don't trust myself, so I need yep. your approval. Yep, and I would have been found myself. As my Nita Bottom said, right back in the sheets again. No, I would have found myself, you know, <laughs> back in that same situation. I know it would be a more fun game on this podcast. What's that? Is you have to take a shot every time you make a church reference. Oh, we can do that. We no, can do no, that. That would be good. That would be good. Yeah, we can do that too. Because neither be one good. of us that can help it. That is so brain. I love that. Neither one of us can help it. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. We'll add that to the mix too. Hey, I'm Michael Andrew Weston, founder and lead identity strategist here at Supernormal. Before we have the conversation about what we do, 
I thought it was important that I shared with you about my knack for knowing because it is what makes the work that we do super normal. Um, some people say that I have a third eye, that I'm prophetic, clairvoyant, intuitive. Uh, regardless of how you language it, it is this knowing that enables me to help clients get to the core of their identity. I tend to know when joy, judgment, uh, fear, faith, resistance, surrender, whatever else are at play. I use this to challenge clients to dig deeper, to get to the truth. I believe that if we can get to the truth, we can tap into pure identity. This way, we are able to present you, the creator, the business owner, in truest form. Now, you still may be wondering, though, like, but why identity? Well, your identity is the supernormal quality that makes you unlike anyone else and enables you to do what no one else can do. It is the single raw material that you use to build everything in your world. However, if you're not aware of these truths, you risk misappropriating this most valuable material. Uh, for the creator or business owner like yourself, this misappropriation manifests itself as constantly overcommitting, not attracting the ideal clients or opportunities that you desire or any for that matter. Um, putting yourself in a position where your work is constantly getting ahead of you and ultimately reaching a place where your work is burning you out. I get it. You have so many things to consider. How do I manage the many moving parts? How do I attract these opportunities or clients? How do I get the promotion? And the list goes on and on. However, I believe that if you leave with identity, everything else will follow. It is this truth, it is this philosophy that inspires the work that I do. It is the work of Supernormal. Number one, to aid you in getting to the core of your identity and helping you leverage it to position you to attract the ideal clients and or opportunities that you desire. Secondly, we aid in bridging the gap between who you are and what you do so that you can connect to your work and or clients in a more meaningful way. Finally, it is our work to help you make space for yourself in your business or brand by equipping you with tools to build for yourself first and to give to others out of your abundant overflow. Even with the consequences, as you were saying, in embracing the consequences, don't judge yourself around those consequences. Yeah. Because one of the things that I did was I excused away a lot of the things that people did because I said, when people would call me and they'd be like, because you're going to get the phone calls. Trust me, you're going to get the phone calls. They're going to say, did you see what so-and-so said about you? Did you see this? And I'd be like, nope. I mean, it's okay. That's what I expected from them. But that doesn't mean that I don't hold them accountable in Correct. the spirit that they did it. Correct. And I think that what I did was I was, in my journey of trusting myself, I still carried on my back trying to protect them. For what they were saying. Man, don't even get me started on that. Yeah. Don't Trying to protect them see, while sacrificing me. I'm going to tell you something. I've had a, had conversations recently mm -hmm. because I think I told you this, that I've kind of been in this place where I've been apologizing to people for some things. Oh, that no, occurred. no. Hold on. I need a, I, you didn't apologize to me. I mean, I think this is a perfect. Show the people. They might not know what an apology okay. looks like. Show right. them. Show them here live. I'm sorry that you're such an asshole. Yes. One. Rock it up. Here we go.
ass is in the Let's Bible. Let's go. <laughs> no, 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 that is definitely that is not how Jesus them turned up at the party. It was wine, so it's ratio. <laughs> no, give that a good old Michael Weston shot. I don't know what that means. I don't drink, so I Michael don't, Andrew Weston shot. You don't drink. Look, look at your bottle, sir. That's your bottle, sir. <laughs> Did you buy a half half used bottle? That. Did you purchase a half used bottle, so sir? I, I drank that. You did. By you myself. were involved in it. By myself. I had to take some drinks for the show. Oh, I did. I took some drinks. Oh, yeah, I took drinks outside the show as well in support. Oh. Uh, you. It was Thursday Night Football. <laughs> there we go. Go ahead. What were you talking about? Anyway, I told you I had to apologize to people. Mm-hmm. But the apologies did not absolve them for the role. Mm. And I think that certain people processed me apologizing as um, yeah. I took full responsibility yeah. for the whole situation. Yeah. No, the reason why I left is because you were a bleep bleep, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and yes, in the process, I too was a bleep bleep. Absolutely. But that was so good. Look at that. Yeah, you're definitely a bleep bleep. I agree. As are you. I own that. Right. <laughs> bleep bleep anonymous. <laughs> but but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. In the process, like and 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 that's the thing is that and and I'm very careful because I I was in a conversation a few weeks ago with somebody who I can tell they still blame me. Mm. I apologize to them and I meant the apology and I but I also I'm conscientious of how I, my how I deal with them because you're trying to cast a shadow of doubt over me that I don't carry. The reason why I could apologize is because I trusted myself enough to know what my role was. And I accepted responsibility for my role. But also, I'm not going to carry the guilt of what you think my role was. And that's what that self-knowing does and that self-trust does. It takes you to a place where you understand your role in the thing and you also understand what was not your role. Because if you're taking accountability for things that are not yours, you still have not come to a place of self-trust yet. Yes, yes, yes. Because you can, you have to trust yourself enough to say that was not mine. Uh, that was not mine, and, and uh, you, you're hitting it the the nail right on the head. Because a lot of times we stay in that space of trying to own it all. Yeah, like we we want to own it all because we have. I want to protect them. You know, I don't want other people to see them in that light. The while at some while sometimes they're giving off the energy or the vibe like we just leave them out there, yeah, to be attacked or leave them out there like on their own. Yeah, no clue. When the reality is, I'm I'm really trying to protect you here, and I'm continue to sacrifice myself, but. That space is leaving. That that space is that time is ending because I understand now I have to protect me. I talked yeah. about I talk about this all the time. I just we had a will flash. spend. Sorry, go ahead. I just had a flash of us on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I saw all these camera angles, all these people in the back. Come on, prophet, prophesy, man of God. Major, major, We're really, major. Really now. Major, major. With these church references. <laughs> the church, yeah. For real, though. 
But no, I just had a flash. I'm sorry. Just like while we're sitting there, I had this flash of us sitting in the studio, us in these chairs, we're talking. There's all these people in the background where, like, I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I honor this where we are right now, but it's just. Anyway, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Anyway. Sorry. I feel you, though. No, that's good. But I was saying, you know, that space is coming to an end because I always talk about when people talk about, but I want to protect them. I don't want people to see them in that light. I always ask, well, who's protecting you? Who's protecting you? Who's looking out for you? Who's honoring who you are? Who's respecting you? Yeah. Who's there with you? Well, and that goes to the the conversation about protecting people who abuse you. Uh, Yes, sir. Oh, it is a dynamic they talk about in in psychology circles. Mm. This protecting people who have done things to you. See, because we're hyper-aware, people like myself, like yourself, who are self-aware, we're hyper-aware of the things that we've done. Mm-hmm. Which often causes us to overlook the things that people have done to us. Mm-hmm. Right? And, be, and we take this radical responsibility, and I believe in it so much. I believe mm-hmm. in radical responsibility. But it becomes beyond radical responsibility, and it becomes just like obscene responsibility when you're not holding people accountable to the way they've impacted you, mm-hmm. the ways they've negatively impacted you. The yeah. ways they their 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 decisions have you know you know what I'm saying just yeah. even people who experience things in childhood and people you know parents who didn't take care of them properly people who uh, mentally physically sexually abused them yeah. or just the ways they were things they were told as they were you know when they were younger those things affected who you became as an adult absolutely and so holding people accountable and trusting again yourself enough to know that yes I take responsibility for who I am now while simultaneously holding them accountable mm-hmm. for their impact on who I became yeah and and sometimes that's going to cause you to have to go back and have those conversations with your younger self because there's a lot of things that we blocked out like there's things that are right here in our face like, right yeah <laughs> there are things that are right here in our face and we were very much aware of them, but we're not aware of the origin of them. And we're trying to get rid of something that we have grown up with. That it became our blanket, our security blanket. Like when Linus had his little security blanket, it's kind of our security security blanket. Even though we don't like how it feels, at the t- at times it still shows that there is a feeling there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like I'm in this situation, but at least it's better than being alone type situation. Man. So you have to go on that journey back to your childhood in spaces you don't want to go, spaces you blocked out. And it's gonna be it's gonna bring up some raw emotions even in that, but to help you understand the origin of where that came from, because that's where you left your trust. Ooh yeah. that's where you that's left, where your, you left trust. your trust. That's and and Man, yeah. I remember, let me say this. I remember being able to identify with people in a way where I go, you know, because I'm an empath, and I think we okay. all know that. I, I wasn't aware of that. I'm learning so much. So you passed it. You were in, you're an empath. Okay. You know, this silence is longer than you feel like you're on stage and you're silent and you feel like it's like, an extensive amount of time, then you go back and listen to the replay, and it's like that little bit of time. This silence is a lot longer than than that. 
I don't even know what I told you. You're an empath. You were telling you were telling us things about yourself that we were not aware of. Well, something else you should know, I'm violent. You probably didn't know that about me. And I will steal on you right now. I will steal on you right now you on this episode. Do y'all hear this? I will steal on you. Listen, we are not, we are not that type of podcast. Don't you like WWE? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't you like this WWE? We might go viral, yo. Maybe there's a purpose. But no, seriously, I'm a you know I'm an empath, and so I have a, the ability to identify with where people are, and even people who have done some very things that are heinous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can identify with their humanity. Oh yeah, I can identify with that so much. Uh, but I learned something about myself that I've learned. I had learned so much to identify with people's humanity that I did not necessarily hold people responsible. And it has been a thing for me uh, over the last several years, Mm. learning to give people the responsibility of a thing while still being able to empathetically identify with their humanity. Like somebody murdered somebody. He was hurt as a child. And as an adult, he experienced this, that, and the other. He experienced homelessness, that, 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 or she experienced homelessness, that, whatever. And I can identify with that. I can empathize with that. Mm-hmm. However, for the thing that you did, you must be held accountable. accountable. I'm saying that, like, that's like, duh, we're going to hold somebody accountable for murder. But what about somebody who said something to you that impacted you for many years? Yeah. You. Yeah. And you forgive it because what they were going through. No. And because, again, and the more that you allow that person to do that, to be that, they're going to continue to hurt you probably. They're going to continue to say things, do things, and you give them access to yourself. And then it tells yourself, what does it say to me about my choice of people? And what is it saying to me about who I am? And so now I don't trust myself because I don't choose good people when the truth of the matter is that who you are is communicating to you, but you're overriding it yeah. with this need to be human. And you hit something about um, the not holding accountable. And whenever you have that accountability energy, it has to go somewhere. Yeah. So where does it go? To you. So you start holding yourself accountable with these unrealistic expectations. And you're carrying all of that on you. And you're trying to figure out, well, why, why can't I seem to shake this? Why can't I seem to get past this? Yeah. I ought to be better than this. I remember, I can't even remember what our conversation was, but I was telling you, I was like, yo, I, I got to say something to you, but I feel guilty for feeling this way about this person. But the reason why I was feeling guilty for feeling that way was because I had unrealistic, unrealistic expectations about myself. Like I understood their humanity but I was canceling out my humanity. And that's one of the things that we have to, if you're going to trust yourself, you're going to have this experience with yourself, then you're going to have to honor your humanity by releasing everybody else's and allowing them to be held accountable. Allowing them to be. And see, I don't think we understand that when we hold people accountable, we're presenting them with an opportunity. Opportunity, yeah. For them to lean into their own self-trust. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's interesting how all these things are interconnected. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah it's interesting. Yeah. Man. It really is interesting, bro. Man. It really is interesting. I, um, hmm. 
I, I'm thinking about like my whole self journey, my self trust journey. We had a moment that was so good. Yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> we were just stuck in there for a minute. Like, mm. Mm. yeah. But I, I'm thinking about it, and I think thinking about how it has like really impacted my life and taking me to places that I never really had thought that I would be. Yeah. You know, and and also it's had me in relationships I thought I never be would be in. Because when you start to trust yourself, you start to understand what relationships really are. You don't develop relationships out of guilt. You don't develop relationships out of pity. Out of obligation. You don't Develop relationships out of obligation. Yeah. You don't develop relationships because they might know something about you. Ooh. And they're holding what they know about you. You don't develop those type of you don't you don't trauma bond. You know, you begin to mature past those spaces of trauma bonding because you begin to understand I need a deeper connection than our trauma. Because our trauma might keep us connected, but our trauma also keeps us locked into where we are. Yeah, and I've and I've been like doing this thing uh, in my mind for a few months now, where I've been talking about connection versus attachment. Oh yeah, connection versus attachment. Because there are people who I've been attached to that I have no connection with. Absolutely, right? There's no there's no synergy there. There's no exchange there. I'm just attached to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're alluding mm-hmm. to. Absolutely. Is people who you're attached to mm-hmm. by all these things where there's really no connection. There's mm-hmm. no connectivity. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, again, trusting yourself to make a decision to say, hey, this no longer serves me. Yeah. Because often, too, our self-trust, uh, when our self-trust makes makes us make decisions like, hey, I'm going to have to isolate myself from this. I'm going to have to isolate myself from these people we don't lean to the full trust of that moment because then what are the implications for me? I'm going to be my, by myself. Mm-hmm. And it starts this conversation about, well, see, whenever it, you know, whenever I show up, whenever I'm whatever, whenever I am present, whenever I trust myself, it always ends up with me being, myself, being by myself. Mm. And so there's so many things attached to it and so many things connected to, actually connected to that conversation. But it's like, no, I also have to trust myself that even when my self-trust puts me by myself, trusting myself will also connect me to the right people. To the right people. Because you hit it right there, that whole self-trust thing and that being by myself. Many times we don't want to be by ourselves because we don't want to have those conversations. We don't want to have those, you know those quiet conversations and stuff starts to come up that you didn't want to come up and you try to outthink it and you might even begin to verbally say stuff. But when you're having those quiet moments, that's where trust is trying to be developed within yourself. Because mm-hmm. it comes in times when that's not the conversation you want to have. It's not what you necessarily want to hear. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You definitely don't want to hear what's being said. And you just, it just not right now. I'll deal with that later. But that is the perfect time for it to do, for you to begin to have that conversation with yourself because it's what you develop in that moment 
that also is going to determine the relationship that you produce from that. Yes, sir. And I, I, it is, it is proven that a dysfunctional relationship with yourself mm-hmm. will cause dysfunctional mm-hmm. relationships with people outside of yourself. And you will get into untrusted or untrustworthy circumstances as long as you continue to distrust yourself. Absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times I've been in situations and been in friendships and relationships, et cetera, with people who have proven to me that they're not to be trusted. But I stay in them because I don't trust myself. And I don't trust, see, and in trusting myself, I don't trust that things will be different, could be different. Yeah. You almost treat yourself as if this is what I deserve. It, mm-hmm. it, it becomes a... This, Maybe this is as good as it gets. Yeah, this is as good as it gets. This is what I deserve. Um, and then you start to think about things that you may have done. The child so is urged to twirl in this chair like this a lot. Yeah, you should do it. No, Just go ahead and do it. No, <laughs> you, you start to look and you know reevaluate some of the choices you made in life and then you start to connect those choices with that relationship maybe this is i'm in this relationship because when i was 16 when i was 12 and somebody said that's extreme but we do it we just don't realize we do it we don't label it as that but we start to bring up stuff whether we do it consciously or subconsciously we start to bring up stuff that we've done throughout our life, and now all of a sudden, well, I made a mistake of trusting myself before. No, you didn't. You never gave yourself sometimes, that opportunity. I'm not going to take a drink, but sometimes we need to tell ourselves, stop bringing up old shit. Exactly. Because, like, exactly. like we, you know, we will. We are so good at it, like, mm-hmm. with other people. We will be con- conscientious of, like, I'm not going to bring that up because that's in the past. But here's the thing, too. We bring up old shit. You can go ahead and give me one. Oh, we hold on, bring hold it on. up. This, hold on. Then, since we're having one at the same time, this was going to be good. Yeah. We'll bring that up, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't bring it up in the right context. We never bring it up in the right context. Times for life. <laughs> we bring it up in this false reality that we created. Because if we go back and we were to actually replay the situation, it didn't happen the way that we, we may perceive that it happened. Yep. So yep. we're not just bringing it up. Each time we bring it up, we're adding to it and subtracting from it. And when we do that, that causes us not to trust ourselves either. Viewing life from an old understanding. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I yes. can evolve to a new space of my understanding, but still be viewing a situation from the old perspective because I'm mm-hmm. still in it, and mm-hmm. I'm still carrying the guilt of it, and I still don't trust myself in it. Yep. Even when you don't have all the information at hand, don't have all the tools at hand to navigate a situation in the way that you could have, mm-hmm. that does not mean that you're not to be trusted. You trust no. what you know. Yes. And yes. in trusting what you know, more will come to you. Absolutely. You block the flow of information and intel when you are not willing to just trust what you already know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I remember having a conversation with a close family member, and we were talking about situations in the past, and they were saying, I wish that I would have dealt with this differently. I wish I would have done this differently. And I said to them, I said, you were exactly who you needed to be and exactly who you could be because had you had the opportunity and the ability or the tools to do differently, you would have. 
but just honor who you were then yep. and honor that you did what you yeah. knew to do. I think that all ties into being present too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're many times we are, I usually do breathing exercises with different things. And I say, you know, take deep breath in, breathe out in through your nose, out through your mouth, you know, a couple of times. Then I say, okay, what we're doing is we're pulling the energy that we've devoted to the woulda, shoulda, coulda, I should have changed this. I should have did this. If I only made that decision, if I had said this to them, if I had one more experience with them, pulling that to the present, pulling the possibilities of the future, the energy we devote to that here to the present, because sometimes we are so stuck in those moments and trying to recreate them in our minds that we're not even present enough to be aware of what it is that we know right now. Yes, sir. So I, I think that that is very important that we take that time to allow ourselves to be present, honor the past, honor the decisions you made in the past, honor everything about your past, because I say this as well, you alter one decision in your life and it complete, or you change one decision in your life, it completely alters the trajectory of your life. You wouldn't be sitting here listening to us if you change one circumstance in your life, mm. or if you were listening to us, you may be listening to us from a different perspective. Yeah. So I, I really believe that what we're one of the main things that we're saying here is make sure that you are present enough with yourself to trust yourself in that presence. Trust your presence. Yep. And trust that what you don't know will come to you. Absolutely. Trust that what you don't know will come to you. I think that's a good affirmation. What I don't know will come to me. What I don't know will come to me. Because what I don't know is in my realm of consciousness, yeah. it just needs to be pulled to me. Yeah. I really want to start getting into like deeper thoughts, but you know, it's just I don't think this is the place for it. Yeah, I got but, you. but like seriously, mm-hmm. I can pull from my energetic field. Mm-hmm. I can pull into me mm-hmm. the information that I need to Absolutely. navigate the, cir- the circumstance. Absolutely. And that goes to what, what I talk about all the time. We are multi-dimensional, multi-dimensional beings. beings. That's who we are. Inside of each and every one of us are dimensions or chambers that need to be in the right environment. And we need to be open to those chambers being open. And as those chambers are open, what it is that we need to know appears. I mean, it's just, it really is just that simple. Like I always say, who and open. what? Ooh, yes. I always say who and what always shows yes, up. Yes, absolutely. It, it's it's really that simple. And I, I think that we have made it more complex than what it is. But it's just about having that personal relationship with yourself, that internal knowing where you say, okay, Cliff, what it is, what is it that you desire? What is it that you want to do? What is it that the decision I need to make? What should I do? Instead of saying, Hey, Michael, listen, uh, they asked me to do such and such and such and such. What should I do? Or instead of judging what shows up for you. Yeah, we, I forgot about that part well, of it. Well, because you yes. and I had that conversation this morning, yes. Yes. right, about me. Yeah. There was a judgment present mm-hmm. about what was trying to come to me. Yeah. And when I removed the judgment mm-hmm. and I had that conversation with myself this morning, Just in a like moment, that. Just like that. it became clear to me, oh, this is what you want. This is what you need. And in trusting that, now I know how to move forward better than I did yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Which is why we push self-conversations and journaling. Journaling. Because that's that's where you begin to remove those judgments because you just allow yourself to freely talk. You allow yourself to freely flow. And then you look back at it and you're like, 
oh, wow, now I get it. That's the clarity that I was seeking. Wow. I think we've done it. That's it, man. I think we've done it. I think so. Wow. Well, thank you all so much. Um, I'll do my my outro. I won't do the, by all means, create a great day. Anyway, sorry. But wow. sorry. Wow. But what I will say is thank you so much for your attention, 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 and intention. Do I say? Thank you so much for your attention and intention. We will see you next time on MDI 2.0. Well, folks, there you have it. That concludes today's episode of the MDI 2.0 podcast. I know I speak for Michael when I say thank you for listening. If you haven't already subscribed, I encourage you to subscribe through your preferred listening platform. If you are a visual person like myself, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Also, make sure you're interacting with us. Leave us a review. Leave a comment. If you want to reach out and give show ideas, you can always reach out to us at info at transformuinstitute.com. Until next time, peace. So I know you've heard me talk a lot about working with people in entertainment, and perhaps you don't necessarily work in entertainment. And if you do, you may not need a full overhaul at the moment. However, you may be facing a challenge or working on a project that you could use objective perspective or expertise on. Um, this is why I offer consulting. Here are the areas I can help you in. Branding, marketing, creative strategy, spiritual development, identity strategy, style and image, content strategy, entrepreneurship. I would love to work with you to navigate your challenge or to enhance your project. If you want to book a one-time session or inquire about a short-term consulting relationship, you can do both by visiting YourSupernormal.com. Let's get it.